You have to be more consistent. We get this question all the time. Stop paying for the expensive masterminds. They don't work. No, 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 you're overcomplicating it. It's so much easier than that. Okay, here's exactly what to do. And how to do it. Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm Corey. Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this 45-minute episode, we discuss lead generation versus demand generation. We identify what demand gen is and how to split your funnel so you can see the difference. And today I want to be talking about demand gen versus lead gen. And I kind of want to talk about more so like, oh, it feels weird. I feel like I'm sitting off at a weird angle. I want to talk about how I came into this. What This actually just happened this year. I didn't even know demand. I knew demand gen was a thing, but I never heard the title. So I'm sharing it with you because I learned it from somebody else. And if you saw my post, it was from an amazing SaaS marketer. And no, he doesn't talk back to his parents. That's software as a service. And um, he talks about demand generation. And it's the difference between putting out good content, putting out a good podcast and everything we've been trying to kind of get people to do. But it puts a label on it and it and it it splits down the middle between what is the difference between what I'm doing when I'm trying to get an ebook, an email, webinars, seminars, all this stuff, collecting information versus how do I get people to reach out to me? A difficult task, sure. But is it real? Absolutely. And that's why I want to talk about it. Yeah, um, I'm excited. This is a fun topic. And uh, I'll let you kind of drive the ship here, but um, demand gen's hard. So I'll, I'll put that out there. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it, it's obviously, it's obviously difficult. So let's start with like the difference between the two. So when I'm thinking, when I'm thinking of something between lead gen, now the hard, the difficult is you can get ticky tacky with, I think the, with the, with the titles of what it's called. Cause you can also read about inbound lead generation, which is basically demand gen. So it's, it gets confusing, but that's like SEO, social media, you know, pay-per-click. But if we're talking about outbound lead generation it's cold calls direct mail advertising email marketing all that kind of stuff where you're just collecting leads collecting information now this is where i say that um that do both i usually tell people do both whenever i'm saying do demand generation i'm not telling you to stop everything you've already been doing sometimes it's working and this is something i learned this is two things i learned from chris one we're never going to be able to convince an advisor to do something new and leave something that's currently working, even if it's working a little bit. So you have to you have to almost tighten up the lead gen to earn the respect to do demand. I can't convince somebody to stop doing a webinar if it's bringing clients to spend time on a podcast if they don't see the value in it. Ticky tacky. Yes, you sure no, did. Don't, don't don't let him throw you off your game. I need to get rid of the comments. I can't not read them. My my I see butterflies and I'm just like nice. That's that's no. no. Um, <laughs> Here, let me let me move it. You guys engage with the comments for now. Ruffalo is going to throw me off, but I appreciate you being here. And I also message Ruffalo because I want to I want to bring him back on to talk about sales. I thought that was an awesome episode, and he has he has so much value to bring there. I think we should we should do it again. Uh, so when I'm talking about lead generation, usually that's where advisors are stuck and what people are doing. We're only thinking like that. It's like, what do I do to get that information? What do I do to get the phone number, email address, so I can talk to them forever and I'll be there when they're ready. And I believe in that. I believe in, in dripping. But the difference is, or communicating with people, you can create demand while you're doing that. But the object or the task that we're usually doing is you're, you're putting friction in the way of the person in order to stop them, like that stops them from working with you. 
So I think when you're doing, you know, lead gen, you have to be very careful. And it's usually spending money, it usually has to be very tactical and strategic, because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're turning a cold lead into a hot lead, if that's what you want to call it. I'm kind of almost looking like cold leads don't exist. It's just people who want to work with you or people who don't. And I think we spend too much time focusing on people who may open an email one day, rather than putting out content of people who you know where eyes are, such as social media, and bringing people in. I think the old model has just trained us and is, has trained us in general in business to get a list and then start to try and catch and convince that list. I think that's the whole thing of lead generation is to provide a list of people that may or may not do business with you. Whereas demand generation is a whole slew of folks that you don't even know are in the background that are ready and want to do business with you. And they're the ones making the inbound phone call saying, take my money. I want your service versus I saw that you registered for X, Y, and Z. Can I interest you in learning more about A, B, and C? And that generally is a, uh, that's, that's an uphill battle. That's a, a catch and convince, which is what the slide says versus, you know, someone coming in because of the content you've put out and, and you're proving the value to them ahead of time. And what I've realized, especially from the advisor standpoint, is that we're addicted to numbers. We're usually analytical numbers people. And I think what people get obsessed with is the quantifiable data that they have. Whether it's real or not, I don't think that matters as much as people being able to say X equals. And I think that makes, you know, like, I think it would make somebody who is analytical more comfortable to be able to say, if I spend this much money, I see this many people, I need this many meetings, and I make this much money. And I think it just sends you down a path of not necessarily creating the most valuable thing for the person. You start doing math and there's there's art involved. And that's the aspect that comes into content creation and you putting out your personality and the authenticity and everything else. Like there's already a little bit of art in all of us. I just think that you lose that aspect when you start trying to collect emails over start trying to create demand. Yeah, I agree with it. Um, look, we should we dig into each of the topics here versus uh, sitting at you know twenty thousand feet talking about the the kind of uh, two differences of the two. I mean, I think that might be because when when you talk Ryan in the past about the webinar thing, I think that is something that everybody's familiar with. These you know, uh, we build an email list because we put a white paper behind lock and key, and all the behavior that goes into generating a list of leads that you can then. I don't know what you're doing with them because I, I can't imagine that they're expecting the phone call when you make it. So do we want to talk about lead gen for a minute? And then, you know, conversely, we'll talk about demand gen. Yeah, let's do it. So you, you mentioned to me, which struck a chord is that a lot of advisors, what they do is they'll put a white paper behind lock and key. They'll register you for a webinar that you may or may not have even shown up for. And then they assume that they've built this list of 50 or 60 people that now they're calling warm leads because they engaged with some sort of your content in the past. And then the, what you brought to my attention, which was huge, was they never actually showed intent that they may or may not want to work with you. They may have browsed your storefront, but that's not actual intent. And the way that the advisor is perceiving it is that they showed intent. Well, they wanted the white paper. They must want to talk to me. 
Not yeah, quite. exactly. And I think what you want, I mean, you're, you're, you're excited, obviously, you're happy that people are engaging, you spent money, people are clicking this, it's your money, it fits, you know, it's, it's, it's emotional almost to advertise in a way because you're watching your dollars trickle down. But when they trickle up, it's completely different. You know, advertising is can be scary, um, or even lead gen in general. And that's why I say it's usually spending money to get in front of people, not always, but usually, but then again, if you're able to collect uh, if you're able to collect leads without spending money, then I would probably say you've created demand. So for example, I think Nick Nielsen would successfully put a webinar on LinkedIn and more people would go to it than if he was nobody, obviously, and would just jump on Facebook and say, everybody go to my webinar, even if it said all things Roth and, and everything he has with it. I still think it'll hit for him because he has such a strong message. But my point is, the, the the inbound part is still stronger. And that's why I say people don't have to stop that. It's just if you're creating the demand on top of it, it just all adds together. It's two puzzle pieces that come. And I think we're always focusing on one. What about taking the lead generation, the list, and just putting that into a value add campaign over time instead mm -hmm. of asking? Maybe that's the unlock that people just need to recognize is you do have a list of 50 people. They may be warm leads. They may be future clients, but the next interaction you have with them is not to ask them necessarily to be a client. Maybe it's just to continue to provide them the value that you should have been providing the whole time, which is education, entertainment, whatever that may be. Yeah. And I'm interested. I, I, I bet you a lot of advisors are doing that. I don't think a lot of people are like, go to my webinar. And then after they're like, like work with me or sign up or whatever, maybe, but you don't, well, Maybe. I don't know. No, because some, it depends who it is. I believe that there are some people who are value oriented and their intent is strong to provide value regardless of what they're doing. So it doesn't matter if they're doing lead or demand. They're always trying to provide value, even if they're trying to collect the email. It's not like malicious or anything like that. I say some people are, yes, and maybe they're not even touching it or they don't understand consumer behavior or something. So they're just like, sign up, sign up, sign up. I think a lot of people are like that. But it still is a matter of um, you still can go into doing a webinar with the intent of having demand generation after the fact. So that's that could almost be a topic in itself of what you just brought up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I would coach any advisor, you know, without knowing your business and, and your clients and 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 what's going on in your business. I would coach all advisors to be to all to make all of your content intended to generate demand. All mm -hmm. the content. I, mm -hmm. I would not do any activity intended to generate leads. Now, that said, leads will come in through the demand-generated content. So it's it's reversing it. It's doing it backwards. Put everything out that you can that will engage people and keep people in your ecosystem. And from that will come leads. Then build your lead list and continue to drip on them with the demand-generated content. It's it's the switching the behavior of starting with the mindset of I want leads versus starting with the mindset of I don't have any leads, but I'm just going to put out content that will demand, will create demand generation, which will then create the leads. I completely agree. And I, the thing I think I love about demand generation is that when you can't collect information from somebody, it puts you in a position where you have to think, if I'm going to spend my time doing this, what does the end consumer think about? What does that new relationship I want think about? How do they consume my content? What should I tell them? Where should I put it? I think when you're doing pure information grabbing, again, it loses sight of how the person feels 
and what happens when you're doing it, when you're cold calling and things like that. Like you're looking for business, you're hunting, you want something from them, you want some of their time. And again, it's not to say it doesn't work and not to say it can't grow businesses. It's just to say that at least there should be a little bit of both. And I think what bothers me is that I can convince an advisor to spend $3,000 on a seminar to talk in front of 20 people, but I can't get them to put a video out. And I think that is the separation and the mindset thing of what I'm trying to get through is that a lot of people already have. And Kristen, if you don't mind popping up that recent comment from Anthony, I'll just say um, you have to master the art of conversation. Nobody of means will hand over money from a funnel. Nope. We don't sell T-shirts. This is people's life's work. 30, 40 years of blood, sweat and tears. When you have enough conversations with people. And you realize that again, it's not to say that 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 your webinar or or your ebook or something is not going to grab anybody. It's not to say that. But it is to show that people, I think things are changing. I think webinars were old five years ago. And that's why I'm saying I just think people's perception of webinars are changing. I think webinars can be great and be a huge value added. Maybe you spent all this time on it and did it. And if it's working, you know, forget me, obviously. Now, if, if you have the money or the means to make it work, that can help too. But I always look at it like if somebody's starting out and you don't have much money to, to give or much money to do, besides your cold calling and besides that, at least spend some of your time creating that demand and building that brand and opportunity outside because otherwise you're going to be hunting for the rest of your life. And that usually kills people. You meet people who cold call for a period of time and then they leave. They leave the insurance industry. They leave that tight broker dealer. They leave whatever they had to do because it kills you inside. Like it breaks you down. It so creates I, really bad habits, Ryan, which is what you're getting at because then you start paying for silver bullets, magic pills, um, special diets, right? It's the same thing. You start paying for the shortcut because the patience and the consistency and the value that you needed to be bringing for six months didn't happen in a month. Yeah. And you you try for the shortcut and that's the problem. And then let's pull up Scott Nelson's message here because this ties in perfectly to it. Scott, without knowing you, without knowing your business, I can't, you know, it'd be foolish for us to give you, you know, some sort of an answer here, but at a high level, and I'll see what Ryan thinks of this, I would say outside of what you need to be doing to run your business and manage your client's assets successfully, I would spend as much time as you can uh, creating marketing content, yep. period. All of it. All of it. I would spend all of it outside of servicing current people, creating those relationships, isolating my business, making sure I'm taking care of the people who are already in front of me. No, no advisor should ever ever be addicted to new money to the point where they forget about their current people. That's something I always say. And I know that's not I know that's not you, Scott. That's not what I'm saying. I just I just like to mention it is that sometimes sometimes we get lost in marketing in general of, of reaching for new people when you already have a, a, a huge book. I can't tell you how many people we meet who may have figuring out how to find new clients. And then we find out they don't even have an email newsletter and they have like a book of 30 million. And it's just like, you're not even communicating with the people you already have. You know, you, you call them every once in a while. It's just like, you don't realize how many pieces are missing from a puzzle until you get a chance to talk to somebody, but it just well, like, it, it all works. It's all. Look what happened to. with our one client. Like, um, you know, we, we worked with him. He started to put out content and from that came almost like next door referral business like it was right there the whole time it's just it, the content wasn't there to tell them oh so and so's uh you know a financial advisor i should have known that or i don't know yeah. why that i didn't this didn't click and if you guys want specifics we specifically had a member 
who we didn't we didn't do the video for him. He did everything himself and it was amazing video. I, I don't know if we should call him out. I didn't want to, but he put out a video and later he commented and said, Hey guys, this works. I just got a call from my aunt and uncle and they decided to work with me and open an account. And that's your aunt and uncle that you've seen for Christmas. You've seen holidays. They watch you grow up. They may have visited sports, maybe that whatever. And now for some reason, they saw a video on LinkedIn and decided to work with you because they didn't know you were serious until you actually put out content that showed them you know what the hell you're talking about. You don't realize how it works. It's not just about strangers. And that's why I always am pushing people so much to try to to try to add add value to the to the universe because it could be somebody who already knows you and that's usually how it happens first it's people who didn't realize that you were smart until they heard you talk about it maybe maybe you like i walk around i just say hey i'm a financial advisor every once in a while but i don't i don't i don't unleash a, a an elevator pitch or i talk start talking about roths or something like that i i let them ask me questions but my content talks to them for me it gives me a chance and they're following me and then i get messages from friends and then i get calls and then somebody wants to open an account after a little bit of advice you know this stuff it, it's it's just business it just takes time it's a little bit of of grinding all the way around but it absolutely certainly does work we're watching it work we're making it work ourselves and you know th that's why i believe in it so much yeah, and there's another aspect to this as well that I'd love to have your perspective on and, and other advisors and their, um, when, when you bring someone in from a lead or, or a, well, I like to say, when you have to catch and convince someone to be a client, mm -hmm. if you have, I have, what's the difference between that relationship and how you have to grow that and mold that and prove to them that there's value there versus someone who came in through the demand generation content that you've been putting out and is saying, I love what you're all about. I want to work with you. You've you've skipped over with the demand chain side. You skipped over the whole first three dates, and they're they're in. They 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 love you. They want to work with you, and then they're bought in. The other side of it, which I know you're chomping at the bit to get to, you're still in convincing mode until they buy in. Yeah, it's it's um, it's oh, what the hell is I going to say? I completely forgot. It's as close content marketing to me is as close as you can get to referral business. Yeah, I could. They're, they're sold before they're reaching out to you. They're reaching out to you because they they have their specific problem and you answered their question and they need either reassurance. They want a phone call. They want to make sure you're not an asshole, like whatever the whatever the reason may be. There's something where they maybe want to touch base again. Go back to what what uh, what Anthony said. It's their blood, sweat and tears. It's their life. They're at least going to want to talk to you. But that comes in the message where it's somebody like, hey, I want to I want to work with you. I have that problem you exactly just talked about, you know, so. It's it's why we talk about pain points. It's why we talk about contents. It's it's why we talk about all this stuff. Is because usually it leads, it builds demand, and and there's people out there that you don't feel that you don't know where they they're if is they're they're watching you and just just popped up from Sid. More people are seeing you in your content than you realize. They're not the people that are. We always say this. They're not the people that are commenting. We always talk about engagement. Very rarely, as a financial advisor, are you going to be able to get whoever you're talking to to engage on your post for the whole world to see that they're interested in in managing money. People don't even want to think. Usually, tell people they're working with a financial advisor because they want to be private about it. It doesn't mean you have a lot of money, but still, it's it's information people don't want to get out. So that the magic happens in the DMs. Now, I've heard this yeah. a million times, dude, like, and you know who we've talked to people and advisors will be like, what? I don't get the point of LinkedIn. Like I post and it just seems like other advisors are liking my stuff and people in the community, like they're not the people I want to be my clients. And I'm like, 
you have to recognize the network is so vast and the amount of potential clients that are seeing all of that content is enormous. And you can't see that behind the scenes web, that, that Pandora algorithm in on the back end. you can't see that. And you're so right. It's, it's the people who are going to do business with you are not the people that are liking and commenting. They're the people that shoot you an email, send you a DM. I like your content. I like your stuff. How can we work together? And you know what I just thought of what social media is? It's a pro sports event. We're all playing on the field while everybody else is usually watching. That's smart. We're engaging with each other. We're talking. But the person who buys your jersey is in the stands. Slide so, deck coming up. Slide deck. So when we're talk, <laughs> when we're talking to people and we're when we're communicating like that, that's what I'm thinking about. Like I'm playing on the field. Advisors are there every day. The reason that they're the reason that they're winning and they're succeeding and they're gaining clients is because they're so consistent. A lot of these guys, Sid, Nick, Anthony, they're not just chilling on the show. Like they're 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 making videos, they're making slide decks, they're making posts. You know, they're doing things that are funny. They're also doing things that are serious. They're putting out real life stuff. They're putting out technical content. And the only reason they're able to give so many messages is because they're so consistent in doing it so long. You watch them for a couple months. Everybody, you all love them as advisors. Everybody I just named, everybody loves. You think you think non advisors don't love them too? You know, it, it works. If you're feeling the demand from another advisor, then I would look and not copy, but understand what you're capable of and realize how can you create that same demand for yourself? How can I make Nick Nielsen love my content? Because if he does, then so does somebody who's not willing to tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. And this, of course, we like to expand this beyond just LinkedIn. So this goes to all the different mediums, whether that's YouTube videos, email, blogs, wh whatever you're doing. Um, it's <laughs> LinkedIn user. <laughs> uh, it's gotta be clay. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And so when we're, when we're talking about like lead gen and demand gen, I just want to reiterate, I never tell people to just take the switch and shut their marketing off. That's not what I'm saying. Shut your marketing off, start posting on LinkedIn, but for the love of God, do both, you know? Let your let your webinar go. If it, and usually what people are doing when they're doing that that collecting information, they find a way to make it automated because they don't want to be so so busy doing something hands on. Maybe at the very least you're sitting for the live webinar, but everything else is automated. So you have time. Either you're spending time building that up, the lead gen up of the of of going out of outbound or whatever you're trying to do. That's building up. Spend some time. Spend some time posting. There's not enough people doing both. And I know you only have a certain amount of time for the day. If I'm going back to Scott Nelson's answer, you know, I would always tell you to lead towards the demand because I believe if you're settled and you just want more clients, but you're okay and you're not hurting for money, usually I would tell somebody if you're hurting for money, maybe you have to do more direct outreach. That's I'm not going to be afraid to tell somebody to cold call if you're going to lose your job. I'm not, I'm yeah, not going to, I'm not going to be like, no demand or nothing. But I would say lean that way because I only think it's going to get worse. I only think we're, we're consumer behavior is only getting more and more. Don't bother me. We said this yesterday and said it with sales and that's and we're leading with it today. And that's that's what it's becoming is don't bother me. I'll come to you when I'm ready and I'll find you on my own time. And if you're going to interrupt me, you better show me something worth interrupting me for. Yeah, let's let's make a, a let's stick a flag in the ground here. We're about to embark on a new year. Just for simple math, six months puts us, you know, down the road into June. Okay. If you want to make a change in your business, 
and, and you want to bring on more clients, use the next six months to get serious about marketing. I cannot be any more clear about it because it will not happen in a month. It will not happen in two, three. It'll start to pick up. But six months from now, your life will be changed if you commit to being a more active marketer, putting out value consistently. Um, I had a conversation with a client this morning before the show at 8.30 talking about, you know, we need to make a push to bring in more clients. And the conversation was very easy for me to have. It's There's two ways of doing it. Which we spend the next six months building your content out and building your brand and showcasing who you are and creating demand. Or we go paid promotion. We fast forward this thing and we try to do it in a month. One is very expensive, which most people cannot afford. The other one takes time. There's, You can combine the two, sure, and meet in the middle. But there is no magic pill. There's no silver bullet. There's no way around uh, how to do this. And if, if you are... I cannot think of anyone we could bring on the show ever that would ever say, I tried this and it worked and it changed my life. And it was the easiest thing ever. And I, I wish I'd spent 1500 bucks on all these leads sooner. Like that, those shortcuts just don't work. Just like they don't give you a, you know, a, a fit body that you're going to attempt to do in the next 30 days when the new year rain turns over. Like, let's just be real about it at this point. Yeah. I don't even talk about buying leads because it's like, I, I would I would cold call before I buy leads. I would because I I would I don't know I just don't I don't think it's worth it to get a, a list of people who tell me they at least have two hundred fifty thousand over and it's five a hundred couple hundred people and by the way it's only uh, it's only three hundred bucks like I don't know it's just you can just tell they're just throwing out massive amounts of mailers and just people getting to raise their hand it's that it's that light intent again you're getting somebody who you you're all we're looking for is like a demographic i guess at that point so i so i kind of understand honing it down but again the idea of G lead generation the idea of why we do this is because i i want people to put out the information that makes those people come to you and people always say you know i, I just think that people underestimate the amount of eyes that are on the internet right now and on on platforms i, I still don't know why I, like i don't know how that's even possible you're here like you're here right now you know what i mean if you're not posting like that's where i'm that's my question what are you doing where did you find us where do you watch us why are you here i literally will i will i'll open up facebook and be like look at our chat and be like i don't need to be here i'll go to linkedin i'll close it i'll go look at tiktok then i'll jump over and for us it's like a little bit of business but for me i'll literally close linkedin i'll pull up my email and then i'll pick up and i'll open linkedin like 5 seconds later i mean yeah. i'm like i'm like i'm trained at this point i think a lot of people People are like that. They're they're stuck on their phones, and I know we're not all marketing businesses, and we're not all living on social media. But people are at least engaging or watching content there. That's where people go to Facebook more to get their news than I feel like they do the news, which is not a good thing necessarily. But you know, it's just we just have to we have to respect the fact of where the attention is and realize it's only going to change. And what I think is going to go away is two things that I'll bring up. So this is something that I just heard from oh shit I'm going to mess up his name Chris Walker. No, it's uh it's a different it's a different Chris. Um okay, so I'll I'll find him I'll find him later. It's a guy who is um he does Facebook ads. Uh Chris Chambers I think. Is that right name? Chambers? Yeah. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So he only does Facebook ads and he was making the point of saying that 
that the the capability of Facebook and the capability of these social media platforms are going to be more constrictive when as we start moving through and re people realizing like you're sharing too much data, you're passing all this stuff around, he thinks that's going to get constrictive in the same way that organic reach does. So what's interesting to me is that we may be in a world one day where your retargeting ad doesn't talk specifically to the person who just like went to your website. It may just be not be like that, that, that magic world where things are working that well. And that's interesting to me to think about because it makes me realize that, you know, we're, we're, and I'm not saying it's going to go away in the next year or so, but I think we've all been sitting on our hands for like five years, watching social media, 10 years, 15 years. Facebook was like 2000 some. It's like, it's very old. You know, and now we're at the point, like, should we make the jump? I'm telling you, you're going to be <laughs> sitting on your hands in 10 years and it's going to be gone. And you're going to be, and you're going to, you're going to be pulling on a clock door and you're going to be like, well, I guess I'll post on LinkedIn just like you do on Facebook now. And it's not going to go anywhere. And your, your ads aren't going to go as far and you're going to be dominated by, yeah. by the billions of dollars of corporations who come in and figure this out and just start eating up every new platform that comes in and just killing it faster than it already Let's happened. use the motivation of the new year. Let's just, let's like, cause we could go 18, 24, 36 months out and scare the shit out of people because these opportunities won't be here anymore. But let's like, guys, the next six months, like I know everybody wants to start the new year with a new plan and get your act together. So just get your act together. And if you're not working with us, if you're working with somebody else, if you're not working with anybody, fine. Uh, the one message I have for everybody out there is please like to God, make sure that who you're working with is good at what they do. Don't just work with somebody because they're promising you something. And that's one of the posts that I'm going to put out over the next several days. It's a little salty, so I haven't released it yet, but it's like, make sure the people you're doing business with are good at the business that they're selling you. And whether that's, like I said, you know, whether you're working with somebody or not, like just no silver bullets, no magic pills, no weight loss programs, like, just let's get our act together for the next six months. And I promise you, your business will change. And again, I, I feel like high level topics are very easy to get overwhelming. So in the same way that you would tell somebody how to get out of debt, it's always slow. In the same way I would talk to you about demand gen would be it's one day at a time. It's one post at a time. It starts to build. Somebody comments, it gives you a new idea, you have an interaction, maybe you start messaging people. I've been living a lot in messages of communicating with people, trying to develop relationships, and go figure, we have 13 people on the show today. Because I spent last night from 9 till whatever, like till midnight, messaging people and just saying, hi, how are you doing? I just want to... I just want to develop relationships with people and meet, meet new people. And, and it's, it's work, but it works. So I always tell people to just focus on this small, actionable steps, little things a day will add to your marketing down the road. And if you're going to post once a month, you cannot expect results. That is not mm -hmm. fair for you or for somebody else, because not only are you hoping that the right person saw that at that one instance, but you're also but you're also expecting that one message to land. It takes time and consistency and and effort to get that message across and get your brand across. And then and then you start to find your tight circle you live in. You know, it, it took us months of posting every day for us to finally get to this point where it's like lead gen versus demand gen. I feel like that's what's going to make us really different. I feel like a lot of people are still like, you need help with seminars and, and all this. You know, it's just going to be, you know, that's 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 where it's, 
that's what's going to make us different. And I agree. Yeah. I agree with you, Keith. Um, you know, Hang on, uh, I want to back oh, up yeah. the next comment real quick. Yeah. Um, execute on the DMs and the clients will follow. Yes. On top of if you're providing value the way you are all the time. Right. If you're just cold DMing people and Nick, you haven't built the foundation with the audience and the community and, and, and the target that you have. It's a lot different, right? People look Both. back at who Nick Nielsen is and there's a lot of content and value that you've put out over the last eight months, nine months, 10 months that give you the equity to be able to have success through DMs. 100%. It's both because it's true that sometimes your message isn't going to land. And I realize a lot of times when I message somebody after we've been connected for a while, there's at least a chance they've seen my content, which is why we all hate the instant pitch. Like I just met you five seconds ago, you know, or, and maybe if I'm lucky enough, you know, nobody who is like, I'm super ecstatic, you know, to meet is usually connecting <laughs> with God. me. It just doesn't, it just, yeah. Like Chris Walker does, you know, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He doesn't come to me and be like, Hey, you want me to be on your podcast? So it's, it's, it's just how it goes. You know, we're all trying to build businesses. So again, I'll leave you with don't, don't shut your marketing off, but if you're not trying to create demand or you don't know what that means, it's a real part of, of marketing that you're missing out on whether, and, and I'll go back to Scott. I, it's scary, completely agree. It can be hard to know what to do. I have a lot of people who are like, I know it's hard for you to put yourself out there. It's not, it's not for me. That's why I do this. I, I can do this every day. I'll say, I'll say whatever I want and I'll go f feed my daughter and move throughout the day. And I, if I, maybe I get a message that I realized resonated with somebody or if somebody was angry about something, they'll say it. Maybe that would change me a little bit, but I never, never. Ryan would go pro live all day long. If he could. I never think about whether this bothered somebody or me. It's just, I don't think about it. So it's hard for me to push somebody through that because the, the judgment on myself isn't there. It's just not, it's just not there. I'm just trying to figure out how to execute and communicate with people and talk to people and learn. I want to be the best marker in the world. So I can say, no, you're not doing this right. You're focusing on this right. And that's where I feel like, you know, MCO's going, MCO's growing is the fact that I'm trying to figure out the metrics that I need to tell you to say, okay, you need four DMs and you're going to get a client. I've seen this enough, or I've done this enough. That's your metric is, is the DM. You know, and, and usually what we're looking at is leads. How many people do you have in the pipeline? It's a numbers game. How many people are you calling? And I'm thinking, all right, if we need metrics, if we need math, let's find the right ones. It doesn't have to be, maybe it, maybe it's followers and DMs. For me, that's where I find the most, where I find the most. Because if somebody's following me, they know I'm a marketer. They're like, this guy could be annoying as shit and sell me right away. They choose to follow me because I'm putting out value. And I don't, and I don't make them regret it by jumping in and sending them a Calendly link. You know, you know where I find the most MCO value, Ryan, is in these conversations we're having on a daily basis between you and I, between you and I and clients, between you and I and prospects who haven't signed up who are not clients, we're building a catalog of conversations that we can draw from of experiences. I'm here. I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm struggling with that. I've got this pain point. Um, this is my situation. This is where I'm at. So then when anyone asks us a question, we have this catalog of like, oh, look, let me just look through my Rolodex. Here's exactly how we handled this in the past and it worked or this exactly. didn't. Exactly. That's the benefit of having so many conversations. That's why I tell you too, if you're having trouble marketing, start reaching out to other advisors. You know, I understand it's weird to reach out to a marketer and be like, Hey, can I borrow some of your time? You're waiting for the shoe to drop the sale. Go, go reach out to somebody who doesn't have anything to do with, you know, just somebody who's willing to help. Lots of advisors are willing to help younger advisors. A lot of advisors want to scratch that itch of business development and help people, but they can't charge for it because they're the broker dealer. You know, take advantage of that and reach out to people, have those conversations. And usually people love helping other people. It makes them feel good. 
And when you're successful and you can tell somebody else how to be successful, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day when we're six months in a year in, when I can say we took somebody from five to 10 million, or we, we, you know, we have that, we have that case study where I can say, this is exactly what we did and how we did it. But until I can do that for you, I would never lie to you. And I promise to, if I don't have the answer, I'm going to find it. And sometimes that comes from the outside perspective of the successful advisors we've been talking to. So it's just, it's how I was as an advisor. I didn't know everything. I don't always know the answer, but I'll always find it. That's the greatest conversation we have before someone signs up. If they want to talk first, I love that because it's like, what can I expect out of this? And right up front, I'll jump right in front of it. Like, I cannot promise you anything. All I can do is tell you exactly what I would do if I was in your shoes and how I would do it. Exactly. And again, I don't, I don't, I don't now I, I'm so, sometimes I can be so confident that I want to promise something, but I try to stay away from it just from the fact that I think a lot of people promise too much. And I think it's easier to promise when you have math, right? Like I said, we've talked about the beacon before a newspaper there somewhere in that page, there was a cell that said 84% of people who read this or this or something like you just see all these big percentages and you're like, Oh man, people are reading the newspaper. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's just math. It's just math on the page. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel comfortable. And that's, and it's nothing. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. So we try to, I try to be careful. I try to be anti that. Um, but we're, we're super confident in what we do because it, it is working and it's, ha and it's, it's really fun to see that. I appreciate all of you guys sharing another your great show. Yeah. And, and coming on here and engaging and talking with us. It's the only reason that we even are still doing this is because you guys keep showing up. You keep asking your questions. And obviously a lot of you guys are friends. I've known Scott from, I know everybody actually who's commenting from when I was still with LPL, even a couple months ago. So I appreciate you guys sticking with me, you know, through this adjustment and stuff like that. Um, I uh, can't you know, wait. I can't, can't Side note, Nick, let's dig out those boxes, man. You, you messaged me on Saturday or whatever day it was. And you've teased me that you have a collection of fifties through seventies basketball cards and I must see them. <laughs> Corey's just sitting there like, oh, he's like drooling. Like, he's like, I've got a cardboard box of Luau Cinder rookie cards sitting in my basement. I'm like, whoa. Is that, is that, is that good? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we should have a, we should have a full show of, uh, of sports cards and, I don't, I don't have enough of a collection to fill that. So we'd have what to have you, people help well, us maybe, out. Well, what you learned, what you do, how you do it, why you pick, things like that. Do you feel like it's act or is it is it a mixture of a hobby? Are you really looking to make money? Give it the alternative asset type. Um, it's it's funny. I, I I saw this list. I was watching Gary's story and he had a story where it was like alternative ways to make money and people were like Bitcoin, something, sports cards. Uh, so Pokemon I think was on there. Pe yeah, Pokemon exactly. People are just like people right now are just like not dollars. You know, the dollars getting punched in the face. Where else can I go? Even though you're buying things with dollars, it still is like the 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 thing. So it's interesting. Um, but again, we will be um, I must have three to five resume. I'm just chopping. I'm just jumping into a to another Sid comment who I actually who I message quite often. We talk every once in a while. So so same deal. And I'll also say that Sid was one of the first people and I've mentioned this before was actually the first person um, who ever messaged me back and told me that like this is how i make content this is what i do it was almost like i it was almost like i should have known that or i or i knew sort of how to treat people but i but i thought it was like a different game on social media and just him opening my eyes answering my question and being nice enough to say something because he was already growing he was already growing his network right when i jumped on um it was just 
it's it's really helpful when when people do that. I saw another post where he's helping people. So again, guys, always always reaching out. We're here too. Like you don't have to just sign up. You know, shoot me a message. Like obviously, if you shoot me a message every day, I'm going to tell you like sign up. But if you're if you just have a question here and there, if it, you know, and you you, you just want to see what I got, or you just have a simple like yes or no, or you know, just just shoot me a message. You know, I'm a, I'm I I try to be a bit of an open book. Like of course we're running a business, but it's the same way that I want to provide value to you so that you trust me so that you want to sign up and you realize that I can answer this one question. I'm also going to answer all the other questions you have. It's the yeah. same way you are as an advisor. Like you're not going to only talk to somebody because they roll over a 401k. So I know it makes it hard when we're marketers. It kind of puts a stigma in there. But if anybody needs anything or if anybody has any questions, most of the guys in the comments are killer marketers anyway. But for anybody who needs anything, anybody who's watching, even if you're watching after the fact and you made it all 42 minutes in, feel free to reach out with a question. Ask Ryan whatever you want. And just donate $30 a month to MCO and call it even. <laughs> Corey's like, yeah, but don't message me and just sign up. <laughs> well, that's why there's a $30 plan. Well, that's true. Well, you know, that's true. Well, okay. <laughs> well, don't shit all over my niceness. <laughs> Anti-sales. <laughs> it's... It's it's all sales. Anyway, no, I, all I, I totally agree with you. I'm just I'm having fun. I'm just being I, nice so people sign up. It's I, all fail. <laughs> it's all said in jest, of course. Um, so again, thanks, thanks guys for being here. Um, awesome show. This fun guests a, lined up for the new year, so we've got a lot coming up. Yeah, we're trying to get as many uh guests into January as we can. And I was possibly reaching above my pay grade of trying to get certain individuals. So I'm really trying to bring bring the value to you. I think we all know the people who are on LinkedIn and I, I love everybody on here um, of, of people that we're all engaging with. And I'm 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 not sure, you know, what that next guest would be or what that value is. So if somebody has any idea of who you'd love to talk to, uh, you know, I went out for Carl Richards. He only does Zoom. So we're gonna have to book him and then make the, either a podcast or a video, but can't get him on the live show. Uh, just just Couple, I reached above my pay grade on a few too. It's, yeah, uh, I, I tried. I've been ghosted. <laughs> I've been ghosted on everybody, but it's what it's like. It's what, you, and you know what I realize? I'm also messaging people like, "Hey, want to be on my podcast?" I realize if they're if they're if they've created the demand to where I'm interested in talking to another marketer about coming here talking about marketing, they're probably not interested in talking to me. You know, I have to engage in their content in the sure. same way that somebody else would. Like I I'm not I'm 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 reaching too far in. I need to I need to develop a relationship with them through their comments and have them see that I'm not a shithead maybe before they before they want to do anything with yes, me. Or no. maybe I mean, you just don't have the brand yeah. equity. If NBC called them, they would go. Um Yes, Scott, your uh, comments are public. Yeah, DM if you want private comments. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Slide in the DMs. And now if you're uncomfortable and don't, I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this show's off the rails. Yep. Get back to work. All right, we're not helping anybody anymore. So thanks so much for hanging out with us um, for 45 minutes. Another great conversation. I didn't, I don't, I don't know. We've been, we've been, it feels really good recently. Everybody's been leaving these messages, making me, hyping me up and and making me build my confidence and my self-esteem. Everybody's like, love what you've been putting out recently. Uh, a lot of people, it sounded like we sucked in the beginning, Corey. I don't know what happened, but that's when everybody- you show up downstairs and you rip your shirt off? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a... <laughs> And my wife's gonna be like, "What? Did you make any money?" And I'm gonna be like, "Yeah." Oh. <laughs> I actually them all. It's demand money. marketing. You don't understand. <laughs> Did you see demand. my slides? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll sleep yeah. on the couch. <laughs>
still feed the baby would you ah shit okay thank you guys for being here um it's been fun as always always reach out out to us the reach out to us tomorrow morning anything um or or if you're going to reach out to Corey, just go ahead and sign up so thanks guys and we'll see you tomorrow (laughs) thank you for listening we hope that you find value in this show we hope that you find value in emco advisors you finding success through our $25 a month service means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.